Influencing popular culture, politics, and everything in between. The local station takes you ringside as we discuss the crazy world that is professional wrestling. This is Going Ringside with the local station. Hey there, and thanks for joining us for uh, our year anniversary of starting Going Ringside. This is episode 51. It was exactly one year ago where we started up the Going Ringside podcast here based out of Jacksonville, Florida, home of AEW, so close to the Orlando Entertainment Center with WWE. We're in the center of the world of pro wrestling, and it has been an absolute pleasure this last year to bring you wrestling content with all the greats that have come on our show, everyone from... Uh, let me think, Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, The Boogeyman, Jake the Steak Roberts, Devon Dudley, a lot of the top stars in AEW. Tony Khan himself has been on the show, and we have been excited to bring you so much great wrestling content this last year. I thank you for joining us. Please keep continuing to spread the word. We're out here. We're affiliated with the Channel 4 in Jacksonville, the only TV station in America to provide a weekly show on pro wrestling. Last week's episode, one of our biggest ever, episode 50, go back and watch right now. Haku, or Ming, joined us. The most dangerous man ever in pro wrestling. One of our most downloaded episodes ever. We continue to grow. So, uh, so glad Haku could be on the show with us. And once again, continue to spread the word about the show. And also give us a follow on Instagram at TikTok at at Going Ringside. We're putting out exclusive content every day in the wrestling world. And today I am so excited to talk about something that happened in our own backyard and that would be a major wrestling school just opened up here in North Florida where we're at. So if you live in North Florida or anywhere in Florida or Georgia, listen up. If you're from out of the area and maybe want to train someday or know someone who does, listen to this. So I got the call a few months ago um, from a guy named Sam Shaw. And I was like, I know that name. How do I know that name? Well, you know him better in WWE currently is Dexter Loomis. He's like, I'm opening a wrestling school here in North Florida. There really isn't many options for that in this part of the country, and I want to give it to you. So uh, last month, or right after the new year, in January, in St. Augustine, Florida, just north of the old city, if you're familiar with the area, um, Sam Shaw started Hatchet Pro Wrestling. And throughout the show, I want us to put some video that Hatchet Pro Wrestling uh, that provided us from their Instagram account, uh, Hatchet Pro Wrestling. Uh, they have started a wrestling school, one of the top wrestling schools I think it's going to become in the country because he is uh, Shaw, of course, a ring veteran uh, in TNA, Impact, WWE, currently for many years now, bringing in other stars uh, who have been around forever as his coaches. Tom Latimer, former WWE TNA, currently in NWA. John Davis, he's a local wrestling legend in Northeast Florida, former Ring of Honor, NWA, to teach guys how to do it. And I've talked to some people who aren't really familiar with pro wrestling. Like, what's a wrestling school? What do you do at a wrestling school? And we're going to talk about that. Because the performance art of pro wrestling there's so much to it. The first thing I want to talk about is the physical, which I learned the hard way. So before we get to our interviews, so 
I go down to the school, I meet with them, we talk about what they have, and before I left, I'm like, guys, I need to take a bump. I'm hosting this wrestling podcast. I'm, I'm, you know, you could blow me over. I'm not a tough guy, could never make it in wrestling, but I at least need to take a bump. Could I do something? And they're like, well, what could we have you do? Well, first thing I did was sign a waiver in case something went wrong. They're like, how about you take a body slam? I'm like, okay, sounds great in my mind. I'm like, I don't know that this is a good idea because while I don't have a history in pro wrestling, I've, I've felt those mats before in a wrestling ring. There's not a lot of give. They look softer on TV than they are in real life with the, with the boards and the mats and everything. There's not a lot of give. So they're like, well, let's give you a scoop slam. So I'm like, okay, let's try this. And they bring out at first, and we're gonna show you the video in a minute, um, they bring out this large blue cushion that's like the size of two bed mattresses. And before I know it, I'm upside down. Uh, this is John Davis doing this to me. And before I know it, I'm on my back. And they're like, that was on the pad. I'm like, well, that hurt. I didn't like that very much. Uh, they're like, well, that's not the real one. Now we're going to do the real one. Uh, and because it is a school, you know, they were teaching me how do you take the body slam? How do you take it without hurting yourself or getting injured? A few things they told me was, and I'd heard this before, I never really understood it. They say, tuck your chin when you take the slam. I'm like, why do I do that? Because the back of your head smacks against that pretty hard mat. And you can, you know, possibly knock yourself out or something close to that. They also taught me how to fall. They're like, when you put your arms down, put them like this and make sure your feet go flat to the mat. Um, so I'm like, okay, they're like, trust us. It'll make it easier on you. Um, so he, a quick glimpse of me taking my first ever body slam over at Hatchet Pro Wrestling. Is there one move you could show me that I will still be able to go host at an event tonight? I mean, we can teach you a, a hold or you can take a body slam. How about a body slam? Okay. Okay. Let me move this to the side of me. I'll be going on my back, not my side, right? <laughs> yeah, you'll be on your back. Okay. Okay. So, do you want to do one on the crash pad first, like get some motion, and then we'll do one without it? Right. Just so he can. Pull. Yeah, maybe a crash pad. I need a crash pad. Crash pad first. <laughs> the ring after that. Yeah, you'll be the first non-wrestler to take a bump. Okay. This, this is the nice way, yeah. I didn't get to use the crash pad for anything until I was 15 years in the business. Really? Different schools had them when we were trying to Oh, wow. So, because we're skipping over the bump bump, yep. in your mind, this, this here is protecting you from this. So, I want to go down like that? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Because you're probably going to land like this. Tuck my chin, go like that. I have no coordination, so I'm the worst guy at this. Well, okay. Luckily, I'm strong enough to pick you up. Okay. So I'm going to scoop this up just a little bit. So make sure you're nice and safe. Okay. So just relax. Okay. I'm going to put your arm over my head. Up you go. Down okay. You go. Nice and easy. Got it. Ready? Okay. Yeah, that's going to hurt a lot more on the right. You better get a little yeah. right for the camera. Yeah. Definitely. You you didn't land too bad, one leg yeah. slightly one for you though. Nice and flat, I'm just going to let okay. you go and let you drop down. Okay. You ready? Yeah, that went real quick. Here we go. Yeah, let's get a crash pad all the way out of the face. You, 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 you signed the waiver, so it's fine. You signed the waiver. I know it is here. Yeah, 
Yes, but he said, can I go host? You, yeah, you're rolling, right? I, yeah. I don't want a double punch and we missed it. Remember. Okay. Ready? I'm ready. No, I'm not, but we'll find out. Here we go. Tuck your chin, okay? Tuck yep. my chin, okay. want to do oh, one of those. Feel? Not, not good. <laughs> not good. Uh, 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 this is why I'm a commentator. Thank you very much. Thank you. That was pretty good. Uh, How you feel? It not feel? good, but you know, it, it goes with the territory. How's your head feel? Not too bad. Yeah. I, think I'll, I think I'll survive. Hey, I think I'll still be able to host. Well, thank good. you. That was one. So that was it. I have to say it hurt. It, it just did. It just hurts. And then I was thinking of something Ken Shamrock told me. Ken Shamrock, friend of the show we've had on many times, former UFC champion, former WWF, and did everything in between all sorts of fighting. And he told me, which is really interesting, he's like, if you compare UFC and WWE or wrestling, wrestling's a lot harder, because it's brutal. Because while wrestling is a pre-scripted form of entertainment versus UFC, wrestling, you're on the road, you're wrestling every night. If you're a boxer or a UFC fighter, you maybe fight once a month. Wrestlers fight every single night. You learn how to take a punch, you learn how to take a slam, but imagine a slam like that four times in a match, every single night, night after night after night. It takes a toll on your body, which is why you go to school which is why you go to school to learn this stuff, to learn to take the bumps, to learn to give a punch, and to learn to take a punch. Um, and it's much more than that. As I'm sitting down with them, you know, they reminded me, you know, there's more to wrestling than just the wrestlers. I'm like, this is a good point. This is school at Hatcher Pro Wrestling. They can find you what works for you. First off, of course, you have to know, and a lot of people don't, wrestling, if you do well, if you get to a Ring of Honor, a TNA, maybe an AEW or WWE someday, it is a television product. And you learn, need to learn to speak on camera in a very convincing, unique way to get yourself to stand out. They teach you how to do that. But it's not just the wrestling. It's, not, it's the commentating. It's the refereeing. Maybe refereeing is a good thing for you. They always need refs. Refs are essentially on-site producers and matches, and you need to learn to do that. You need to learn backstage stuff because there are a lot of jobs in wrestling beyond just being a wrestler. A little later on in the show, I'm going to be joined by Jana Angel. Jana Angel, I shoot out of Channel 4 here in Jacksonville. She's one of our anchors and hosts here for a show called River City Live. She's taller than me. She's six foot three and was a star athlete in high school and college, I think mostly volleyball. And she, back in the day, tried out at WWE's developmental to be a wrestler. She uh, trained alongside people like Jade Cargill, and she was like, that was the most brutal thing I'd ever put my body through. Doesn't mean you can't do it, but no matter what level of athleticism you have, if you're a star athlete, whatever the case may be, or if you're just a guy off the street, you still need to learn. You still need to go in there because it is something you probably have never done before. So learning to be a pro wrestler comes with experience, comes with learning the ropes, literally and figuratively, in a wrestling ring, how to do it, how to do the basics, and then how to get good at it. And some people do get very good at it. So first interview I want to talk to right now is John Davis. As I said, John Davis, he is a wrestling legend here in Northeast Florida, been wrestling for more than 20 years, uh, Ring of Honor, NWA, 
just a really talented, good guy, and he's the guy who gave me that body slam. My back, I think, still hurts from it. But uh, here's my first interview with John Davis, a coach at Hatcher Pro Wrestling, talking about what you will learn and what you get out of going to school to learn to be a pro wrestler. Well, we are here with a local legendary wrestler in Northeast Florida, John Davis. We are here at the Hatchet Pro Wrestling Gym. John, thanks for joining us today. No problem, man. So, uh, real quickly, before we get into why we're here today, talk to me a little about your background. It's been Ring of Honor. It's been NWA. You've done a lot for many, many years now. Yeah, I actually broke in in the area. Um, I was 22 years old, just kind of wanted to get into it. Grew up watching it just like a lot of us, I imagine you did as well. Yeah. Uh, I grew up as an NWA kid. I uh, wasn't real big. Old in, school NWA. Old school NWA. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. green ring apron, yep. like all the smaller towns. Uh, but came up with that and ended up getting into it. And um, I just kind of been lucky. You know, I got to meet a lot of people I grew up watching. So uh, I've got to meet, I got to meet Dusty Rhodes. I got to meet Randy Savage. I got to meet the Nightmare Ted Allen who trained Arn Anderson. There's uh, a lot of history throughout the South, and I was lucky to bump into it. When you bumped into like a, a Savage or a Dusty, what was that like for a kid? Oh, man, so I grew up and I didn't get to go to a bunch of the shows. And then so with seeing them as an adult, is it brings back the fan in you. Yeah. And that's why a lot of us do this anyway. But like, uh, I remember we were at an event and Randy Savage was cutting a promo. He was talking, setting up a match. And it was me and one of my friends, and you know, Randy Savage does his oh yeah, and my friend stops in his tracks. And we're both adults at this point. Mm -hmm. And he just stops. He goes, Is that Randy Savage? I was like, We're grown. Let's let's do this first. And then we go back there and meet him, and he was one of the nicest guys ever. Really? Yeah, a lot I've been disappointed by very few people, but Randy Savage was super nice. Dusty was amazing. Like there's yeah. I've not heard a bad story about him and I can understand why. Mm-hmm. But so it, so you start wrestling, you do Ring of Honor, you do all these other places. Correct. How have you been able to continue to do it? Because a lot of guys wash out. Um, so I'm a student of the game first and foremost. The big thing with me is, is I want to learn as much as humanly possible. And you can learn from any situation. It's real easy to say, okay, well, I've been doing it for this long and I'm good, right? But if you do that, you stop moving forward. You stop being valuable. You know, any business, you have to be able to produce and give people something back. And that's been my thought process the whole way through. And it's like um, Ring of Honor at the time had Dan O'Brien, Seth Rollins, like all these guys coming through. And then uh, it was just, we all, we all wanted to be better. And Brian was already arguably the best at that point. Mm -hmm. And uh, we all just wanted to be better, and we all just pushed each other to be better. And that mindset just kind of led into how I was already doing things. But uh, with Evolve, it was years later, and it was a bunch of younger talent, Johnny Gargano, Ricochet, those guys were breaking into to that. And it was the same mindset. You just kind of you push it along, and I can help them, and they help me. It's just kind of like a, a trade-off, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, they might not look at matches at that point in their career the way that I did. And they might not think about marketing and production and all the, the small things, the entrance and stuff like that, the way that I did. So I was able to give back to them, and I learned their thought process on it. So it just helps me stay in the business that I love. So let's talk about where we're at right now. The wrestling ring we're in at Hatchet Pro Wrestling. There has never in Northeast Florida, we're in St. Augustine right now, been a wrestling school around here. What is this? Talk to me about the impact for the area. So Jacksonville traditionally has been a pretty good wrestling town. Yeah. Um, back in the days of Don Curtis used to promote shows at the old Coliseum. 
and everybody would come through NWA, WWF. I remember going to both as a kid in Jacksonville. And uh, one of the things for me is I wanted to, when I started this journey, I was looking, I was online, I was trying to find schools, trying to find schools, trying to find schools, and there was nothing around here. And I stumbled upon one eventually, but it was absolute happenstance. But not to discredit them, but they didn't have going into it what we're going to have going into it. We have three guys who have been around for two decades each. We have experience all around the world. We have experience with the top talent. And what we want to do is we want to give back to the community. This is going to be more than just guys coming in, learning how to do a move, and then being sent off. So talk to me about those guys coming in learning to do a move. You got a novice who thinks, I want to do this. They see it on television. And I'm sure you don't want to discourage that, but it's hard. Talk to me about what it's like for those guys who walk in the door and want to try this. So I will preface with anybody who comes in here, it is not for everybody. There's a job for everybody, but this part of it is not for everybody. Mm -hmm. Referees, we need people backstage of production. There's a lot of other jobs, but if this is what you want to do, it's best to learn what everybody else learns. Uh, you come in here, athletic background or not, we're going to push you. Yeah. Uh, it's just as much of a mental game as it is a physical. If it's, it's the bottom of the ninth every single day in the school. It's push-ups, it's squats, it's running, it's running the ropes, it's doing drills. We want to make you the best we possibly can. And it's going to be taxing, but the whole purpose behind that is you make it through, you're going to be better for it, whether you stick to it or not, whether you become a wrestler or a referee or anything else. I was re uh, I had the old fighter Ken Shamrock on my show recently, mm -hmm. and he was telling me of all the things he's done, UFC, all these different types of fighting, pro wrestling is the hardest thing he ever did because it's so brutal. It's day in and day out. It's hard. I mean, I've read the stories. I mean, I want to say Ric Flair's autobiography talks about when he was a young kid trying to get it and just the brutality. It's a difficult thing to do. Yeah. It, <laughs> when Rick broke in, it was in a barn in the middle of the winter. And it was, sure. Yeah, it was, it was much awful. different. Yeah. This is a little bit different. We've had air conditioning here when they earn it. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's the same passion. That doesn't go away. And it's one of the things that's good to see because you'll have some people come in that don't have confidence, can't talk in front of people. You know, and they learn that. But as far as going, I mean, back, hang on, I want to, that's important. That you, I want to stop you right there okay. because I'm in the TV world. I understand the TV end of it. Talk to me about it's. Some guys may get the in-ring work down, but it's the on-camera stuff and the cutting of the promo. Talk to me about that. Is that difficult for guys? So when I was first learning the art of the promo, I overthought the process. And some people will see the the light on the camera, or they'll get out there in front of all these people. And it's literally a captive audience. And you start thinking, okay, well, I don't want to sound like I don't know what I'm doing or what I'm supposed to say. And people freeze up. And it's just being natural and being calm. And now some people are natural talkers, flair, rock, guys like that. And then some people have to work at it. And, it's, and have you ever seen guys who were terrible get considerably better as yeah. the years go by? Uh, Seth Rollins. Really? Yes. Seth was not great at it. He, it's, not that he was, it's not that he wasn't great but there was like when he first started you could tell he was first starting but to, if you watch one of his early ROH promos to what he did on Monday is two completely different people really? and it's, it's just but it goes back to just putting in the work being open to suggestions people are going to tell you stuff and sometimes you're not going to agree with it or you're going to think it's crazy but some of the the most popular things in wrestling has been somebody with a crazy idea and we're like okay let's see what happens and I want to back up to something you said uh, beyond the wrestlers you mentioned refs you mentioned guys to put up the ring mm -hmm. all those mm -hmm. wrestling is not just a wrestler company there no. are a lot of jobs in this world if you want to get into it professional wrestling provi provides a lot of jobs for a lot of different people and a lot of people look at it 
like when they look at wrestling, they think about just the ring, just the guys in the ring. The referee gets forgotten. It's one of the most thankless jobs that you can have in the business, but it's one of the most important jobs because you, the referee's literally keeping everything together. Um, can it be a way, maybe, like in, I work in TV news, mm -hmm. we say the on-air people, it's harder to get by, but the, the behind-the-scenes producers, they can go to the top real quick. Yep. Can like a good ref or a good ring person maybe go quicker in some regards? In some regards, and depending on what they're looking for, and depending on what you can bring to the table. Yeah. Uh, I've had friends that have gone as wrestlers, I have friends that were wrestlers and end up being referees. It just really kind of depends on how hard you're hustling and, and who you get in front of and what you can offer. So let's get to the basic practical part. How do people find you? What do they do? Like, how do they get here? Um, do they so, just call up or? Yeah, we have HatcherProWrestling.com. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on X. It used to be Twitter. Yeah. Um, and we're trying to get a lot of word of mouth, too. We're going we're gonna to be at the um, River City Wrestling Con kickoff later, mm -hmm. representing the school. Yeah. And that's going to get a lot of people, a lot of eyes on us. So it's just a lot of, a lot of groundwork. Are you excited for this? Is, is this new for you to kind of be involved at the ground level of a school? So I have been lucky enough to be able to go across the country and do seminars and teach young wrestlers. And I've, my big thing is leave it better than you found it. I want to give back. Yeah. And so when I was approached with this idea, I was all about it, chomping at the bit. I didn't think that it would look like this. This is crazy to me. I, my thought process was ring, small building, let's go. But yeah. Seeing this made me even more excited because we'll be able to do even more for the people coming in. Well, John Davis, thank you so much for joining us today. You, I appreciate man. it. We're going to have another interview in just a moment. And, and one of the things they were saying to me was, um, yeah, no matter where you are in your athleticism, if you were a D1 college football player, if you've never really done sports but you've got a good look and you think you could pull this off, they bring you in and they see – you know what works for you. It doesn't work for everyone, but if it does work for you, you can do very well. So uh, one of the other guys I talked to, I sat down with one of their other coaches there, Tom Latimer. Tom Latimer, originally from Great Britain, or UK, I don't want to get the country wrong, but he's in the United Kingdom. Former WWE, TNA, NWA currently, uh, one of the other uh, veteran coaches they have at Hatchet Pro Wrestling. Here's my interview with one of their other coaches, Tom Latimer. And now we're joined by another coach here at the school, Tom Latimer. Tom, thank you so much for joining us. Tell our viewers a little about your background. Some may be quite familiar with you, but bring us up to date on where you're at right now. Uh, currently, uh, I'm a professional wrestler for the National Wrestling Alliance, which is Billy Corgan's wrestling. Yeah. Um, I've been in the job for 23, 24 years, something like that. Been in America uh, 13 years now. I got hired by WWE. Uh, when I was 24, spent a few years there. Then I went to uh, Impact Wrestling for about four years. And uh, yeah, now I wrestle for the NWA full time. You like an NWA? What's NWA like? Right I now? love it. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a throwback to the past. Um, there's a lot of people that I work with there too, who their journeys have been similar to me. We've, we've kind of all come up together. Mm -hmm. So we just sort of mirror each other. So it's good. It's a great locker room, great environment. It's... Um, it's something that makes me uh, love wrestling. And that's yeah. Billy Corrigan's outfit. What's he been like? He's a unique figure he in the pro wrestling world. Yeah, yeah, I have a, a, a rock star as a boss. Yeah. He's tremendous. He's great. He takes very good care of me. He cares and loves about the business just like we do, so we couldn't have a better boss. So you're a coach here at the school. What does that imply? What does that mean? Uh, it means that I get to give back. I've been in the job, like I said, over, over you know, t two decades. 
Um, and there comes a point in everyone's time in, in everyone's career where it's time to you know take take the foot off the gas and and give back and all the things that i've learned through the years all my trials tribulations things like that they're all very valuable and i feel like it's a waste if you end up wrestling and then leaving the job as is you know a lot i've been through a lot of things in and out of the ring and I feel like, and trained by all sorts of people from Dusty Rhodes, Dr. Tom, Norma Smiley, Vildemar. The best. The yeah. best. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of great British people too, from, you know, from way back when, when there's a thing called World of Sport Wrestling, which was kind of like your, um, you know, your, your grandpa and grandma's favorite thing on TV back in the 60s, 70s. So I just feel like the amount of time and the amount of people that have been around, um, it's about time to start giving back and helping the new crop. So talk to me about when someone comes in, and we talked uh, to John Davis in the previous interview a little about reps and the other stuff. I want to talk to you about the wrestlers. Right. So when they come in fresh new, maybe they were good at football or some sort of sports growing up, and this is all new to them, what's kind of the shock that a new wrestler discovers when they try this uh, out? It could be, um, it takes time. You don't, you don't step into the ring and uh, within a week you're ready for TV or you might not get your breath. There's some people that started wrestling the same amount of time that I did and they've only just now got to where they want to go, WWE and places like that. And that's, that's a long time. And so you've got to be patient. And so I, I do feel like there's a level now where everyone wants it and it's society, everyone wants it now. And this is something that takes time. And when they come in, like, what are the, some of the things that you start with? I mean, is it just basic holds, basic ring work? I think that a lot of people see it on TV and presume that it's easy because we make it look easy. We, because of what you do here. Because of what we, yeah, yeah. of course. And it's the, it's the strangest thing where, you know, a boxing match or MMA match, you can see the guy's tired. You can see, you know, he's, he's gasping, gasping for air. And uh, he's been through a lot. Professional wrestling you know 10 20 minutes into the match towards the end you've got to look like it was no big deal so yeah. i understand there's a, there's a there's a level of that but really it's like we need to make sure that everyone is fit to be able to do this. do people forget that because like when i think of like a, a mainstream pay-per-view like a wrestlemania highlight match that goes a 20 30 minute match or like flare steamboat back in the day they still at minute 40 need to look like it's minute one right Right, and that's not easy. It isn't. It isn't easy, and uh, but that's what this place is for. Yeah, is to give you the reps, give you the time in the ring, because this is all just repeat, 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 repeat. Um, you know, you'll eventually, you'll eventually get it, but it just takes time. Tell me about learning special things that work for you as a performer. Learning what maybe you're comfortable with as a finisher or a ring style, or are you a brawler, or are you a high flyer? Is that all learned here? Uh, it will be learned here, yeah. For me, I was brought up um, with the British wrestling style, which is more of the catch-can kind of wrestling. Mm -hmm. And when I moved to America, I just became a guy that, you know, uh, kicks and punches. Yeah. Um, so, but can it be used? Can it be taught to other people? Yes. Is it something that I needed to learn? Because that's pretty much the fundamentals and basics of professional wrestling. Yes. So when you come here, you'll learn all of it. Does an athletic background help? I mean, sometimes just big guys think they want to do it. I mean, do you, do you judge a person based on what their level is? I think that the, the best thing that you can have for this is a hunger for the job, whether you are an athlete or not, in great shape or not. It's all about 
how much grit, hunger, and determination you have because to Because you'll wash it. out if you don't really want to for do sure, it. For sure, for sure, yeah. And also, if you show me you've got that much heart and you really want this, I'll do anything for you. You could be the worst athlete in the world, but we'll make you good. As far as, you got the worst athletes, but like on the opposite end, I hear old stories about like Kurt Angle, when he went in and trained, and he's just making it, he's wearing out the for trainers. Sure. Do for you sure. ever come across people like that who are just gifted? You do. Um, and there's been a few that I've taught in my time. I've been teaching people now for about five years. Um, there's two in the entire time I've been doing it. So it, it just shows you it's pretty rare. They yeah. are out there, but it's very, very rare. If they were all like that, then our jobs would be easy. And so when a guy comes to a school, they do the training, they go through the training. Where does it go from there? How do they take it to the next level to, to start performing? Do they start indie shows? Yep, that's, yeah, that's, it's all up to them. It's all what you put in is what you'll get back. Um, and this is a thing to myself, Dexter Loomis, John Davis. We all have connections from previous. Um, and so I'm not saying that, you know, it's going to be an easy, sure way in, but it helps, meaning and that if, we, if you're at a stage where we think you're ready, who's to say we can't get certain places to take a look at you? Because they're going to... You just mentioned a name, Sam Shaw, a.k.a. Dexter Loomis. Dexter Loomis. Has that been helping to have someone of that magnitude involved th- in this school? I think that what he brings to the table, what uh, John brings to the table, what I bring to the table, it's a perfect almost triple threat where you've got John, who's been the king of the Indies, and he's a guy that's made all his money off probably the harder part of the job, which is independent wrestling, yeah. right? He's wrestled all the big names out there, and he's a guy that he, he I've, what John's been able to do, I couldn't do, I had to use TV and do all these other He's a guy that, you know, had guts, determination, pushed through to be able to get his name out there without sort of the massive promotion. Whereas for me, you know, I needed the, the big promotion and the big this and that to sort of help get my name out there. And then you've got Sam too, who's affiliated with WWE. And so he's, he's gone through his training, obviously, but he's been trained by the, the best and, and, and he knows exactly what a place like that is looking for because he's currently there. I've heard it said in TV a lot that you can never tell someone by looking at them, you'll never make it. Right. Is that not accurate? Is that, we say that's accurate or not accurate? <sighs> Like you can look at someone and say, you, you don't got it or you got it, you won't know until you've done it? There's a, there's a level, yeah. But ultimately, again, it's like, if you really want it, I'm, some, I'm, an, I'm an idiot kid from, from Chesterfield in the UK. And, uh, you know, for me, getting to wrestle for these places and or getting to America almost felt like it'd be, hard, it'd be just as hard as walking on the moon. That's how difficult it was, especially back then. But if I can do it, Anybody can do it because I wasn't athletic. I didn't come through sports. I wasn't very good at school. So it's all about how much you put into it. And I didn't ask, what's the rough time that you got to put in for schooling? I mean, is it a several months thing? Or what? I, I need to go over that. That's kind of important. Well, I'll tell you this. I've been doing it 23, 24 years. I'm still learning. Every time I step in there, I'm still learning. But as far as a beginner's regimen, is it like a six month year type thing? I would say so, yeah. At least to be able to sort of do the do do the bare minimum and the basics it would be, yeah, again, it's how much you put into it. And what are some ring in ring things that people might recognize that are hard to learn? All of it. How to punch someone and not murder them. <laughs> yeah. I was I was talking uh, to Eddie Kingston the other day. 
And I said, well, if you guys need to beat up a news anchor on your show, I'll do it. And he's like, well, you won't know how to tuck your chin. We'll just knock you out. There's some realistic things there that people uh, don't realize. There is, there is. Um, ultimately, the, uh, the art of professional wrestling mm -hmm. is making it like we're killing each other, but not. Um, you've got to be able to do it every night of the week, you yeah. know? And so I think that some, sometimes people forget that, but that is where the art is in being able to throw a punch or drop a guy in his head and he, it looks like it hurts and he's telling you it hurts, but it's fine. Well, thank you much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. So that's kind of where we're at. I want to put some more video on the screen of some of the things they're putting up on social media every day. I want to tell you how to find Hatchet Pro Wrestling. HatchetProWrestling.com. Go on Instagram to search Hatchet Pro Wrestling. They've got a, a, a logo, which is just a literal hatchet on a black background if you're searching for their exact um, profile on Instagram. But growing every day, uh, this area, I'm in Northeast Florida, there wasn't really a lot of options. If you wanted to get wrestling, it's such a critical area for wrestling with AEW headquartered here, WWE just down the road in Orlando. This is an area that needed something like this. And I wanted to talk to Jana Angel, as I said earlier in the show. Jana is an anchor here at Channel 4 in Jacksonville. She hosts our show called River City Live, and we had her on a while back. She grew up in... Um, you know, sports world, great volleyball player, played alongside Ashley Flair, you know better as Miss Charlotte. Um, she went to WWE's um, facility in Orlando, trade alongside Jade Cargill, and she was six foot three, a great athlete. She said she had never been through anything as hard as this pro wrestling training. Here's a quick clip of that old interview um, with Jana Angel talking about her time trying out for WWE. Well, we're excited now to be joined by Jan Angel, the host of River City Live at Channel 4 in Jacksonville. And that's not her only gig. She tried a different gig a while ago, Jana. Tell me about this. You decided I want to try the whole wrestling thing. I did. And it was something that was really interesting. I was actually going to see a friend of mine. Uh, she's one of the reasons I even got into hosting my first Florida friend, uh, Sarah Schreiber. She um, is on Raw, she's traveling the world with WWE now, and she's a host. The only difference between us is about a foot of height. So that's what yeah. I really wanted to do was, um, after I'd retired from pro volleyball, I wanted to get back into something that was competitive, that was athletic, like I really missed performing. Um, you know, I think we kind of get that same high in yeah, news yeah. is being live, you know, and the fact that wrestling involves storytelling and really a lot of theater and really a lot of improv I thought was cool. Um, and I went to see her host when she was at NXT mm -hmm. and, you know, was there cheering my friend on, didn't think anything of it. And we were talking afterwards. Um, someone from WWE approached me and verbatim said, I would get fired if I didn't at least ask you to try out. And I had been away from sports for a hot minute at this point. Wait a minute, why do you think she said she would get fired if she didn't? Why, why was she so determined to have you try out? So it wasn't even my friend Sarah. It was a, a person, a guy there working for WWE. Got it. I think just because he saw, um, I do tend to stand out if nobody knows let's, how tall Let's I am. start, let's stop the interview I was right like, now. I think we just have to like let's, hit the nail on the head Let's get to here. that to explain to our viewers who don't know Jana, do not zoom out the camera. <laughs> you see her, her head is literally cut off here. This is this is very uh, something that WWE would the, like. So this is yes. this is how this is how it happened. Um, and uh, and I think it was funny too because when they found out I was from Rock Hill and 
you know, heard that I had played volleyball against um, Ashley, who is now Charlotte. Um, yes, uh, Ashley Flair. Ashley Flair. Yeah. Um, you know, who, uh, she went to NC State with me. You know, she had played volleyball. So it was interesting how my worlds were always near wrestling in mm -hmm. some way. So I'm one of those people who's always like, I'm always going to try anything if there's a special and unique opportunity because I don't want to wonder, well, what if I had, what if... You know, if so I you try and, and you yeah. and you get this yeah. lovely T-shirt, uh, yeah. WWE Performance Center tryout in Orlando. So walk me through it. You get down to Orlando, mm -hmm. you try it out. Did you really have an idea of what it would be like? Not a clue in the world. Like, and let me just like paint this picture for you as like the the retired athlete I was at the time. I went from being a machine, I was training three times a day okay. when I was playing professionally. This was a solid two years later where my workouts consisted of like, make sure I fit in my pants. Like it was not the same high level training. And so I didn't hear anything from them for a while in regards to the tryout. So I was like, oh, they probably, you know, just moved on and found people who could actually wrestle. And then I'll never forget, I was in a TJ Maxx dressing room and I get this email that's like, Hi, Jana, we'll see you at the tryout. And it was something like three weeks. And I was like, mm. <laughs> You're not ready. Rut row. Like, insert word can't say on on, on TV or You probably TV. could say it here, but let's just skip past yeah, it. Yeah, let's skip it. Um, like, oh boy. So I started going to Orange Theory twice a day just so that I could hopefully just hang, you know, was my yeah. goal. I was like, just, just go, get it done. Um, don't embarrass yourself. That didn't help. It didn't. I, no, I did not. Um, I I had an amazing time. It was phenomenal. But I just kind of joke and say I walked away with like those t-shirts, a really great story, and a dislocated pelvis and a very bruised ego. <laughs> a dislocated pelvis. Yeah. How? Listen, I will I will always go full send regardless of if I am actually prepared to or not. Okay. Um, so we were doing um, we were doing a lot of rolls, doing bumps, doing combos. I will say. I mean, and I was there with people who had done Titan Games, Olympians, NFL athletes. I mean, you know, WNBA athletes. The roster of people was amazing. Like, I have been to an Olympic tryout. It didn't have shiitake mushrooms on what I went through in those four days. Like, really? I really don't. If, if, I, if people can take away anything, it's that these athletes work so hard. So you get in the ring, what's it like? Yes. Um, what are they doing to you? So... Just the warm-up, we're, like, pouring sweat. It's outside. It's, you know, very, like... It's, it's Orlando. preseason. Yes, it's Orlando. It's the middle of summer. Um, you know, we're going through all these drills and stuff. When we finally get in the ring, um, there's different rope drills. I mean, my back was just, like, black and blue and red just from the ropes that are, like, hitting you and kind of cutting you. Um, and everything is timed. You're going through things. You're learning roles. Like, all these moves that seem simple, and the coaches are, like laser focused on you and there is absolutely no mercy if they say put your right foot forward and you don't they're in your face and they're like what are you doing you don't know your right from really? your left and you're like um yeah i remember there was one guy who who really thought that he was like snazzing it up and jazzing it up yeah um and if anybody's going to this tryout listen like be coachable and it was something that was frustrating me just to watch when i'd see other athletes not listening because all they're asking you to do is listen and follow instruction and i was amazed at how these other grown adult athletes couldn't visit. Who are some do people it. in your class? Uh, you have some photos that people might recognize. Yeah. Um, so uh, Emily Anzulis was my roommate. Uh, she's IV now, okay. and 
I can't tell you how much I respect that woman as an athlete. She has tenacity like that I've never seen in person. Um, there was a drill that uh, consisted of doing uh, four-sided four burpees, jumping over a bag, mm. uh, rope, 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 and I was taught, you know, I, some sadist invented this drill. Like, but it was, <laughs> it was literally just to see if you would quit or not. Um, I've never felt so close to death in my life as I did with this drill. I mean, and I've played sports my whole life, but that was the worst. And, and how many she, days was it? One day or one multiple the, days? It was four days, and she did. She didn't stop. She was right up there with all the male athletes. I mean. Ferocious. You also ran into Jade Cargill from originally yes. from Jacksonville, now with AEW. Yes. Got some photos of. Can I tell you about her promo? Yeah. Okay, so first of all, Jade is just physically, mentally, spiritually, just one of the most beautiful people I've ever met. Yeah. And she is incredibly kind. She is an amazing mother. She's just a super person. But when I saw, and we'd been like spending time together and having, you know, like we had this like group of girls um, during the tryout that all became friends. But when I saw her do a promo, and she turned into this character, and then it was terrifying. Really? I mean, terrifying, because she was so good. I mean, and she came and like, you know, like popped squat back down on the bleachers, and I was like, you're, like, you're at me, and I was like, ah! You know, I mean, because she, because she knew how to sell it. But it was amazing just to see these people, and now to see them doing exactly what they're meant to do. You know, but it's that, she, I mean, just she and Emily, I remember, are two people that really blew me away. I mean, and there's so many other athletes that I got to meet while I was there that now seeing them getting to perform is really special because they, you know, they're making it. Again, Charlotte Flair. So talk to me about your overlap with Charlotte. Um, so she played for CJV, which was the volleyball club that we played in uh, for club. This is before she did wrestling. This is way, way before... Um, obviously, Ric Flair, like, I mean, I remember him doing, like, you know, all these different commercials for businesses in Rock Hill and in Charlotte okay. because that's where he was based. And um, Would he show up at your matches ever? Uh, yeah, he would, like, come to the gym and stuff. Wait, and, well, you know. okay, well, I, I can't overlook this. It's kind well, of a headline. I, I didn't know, like, I know, who that's that was what I wanted. Did you, you know? really, did you no. really understand who he was? No. My, so, to be perfectly honest, my dad was a big, like, Hulk Hogan guy, so he, like, was, like, we love Nature Boy, but, like, that's who, if the wrestling I knew at the time, like, that's who... That would have been the only person if they had walked in the room that I would have known. And, you know, when you're young, like, you're just, you know. You just don't know. Yeah. It's but, their dad. But she was a, a great player, and um, I, I, she actually got me kicked out of the gym one time because she, when she blocked people, she would go, suck it. And, <laughs> and so I was, like, a couple years younger than her, and I'll, like, not that anyone would remember this but me because it was, like, my shining moment. But we were scrimmaging, and I blocked her. And so I turned around, and I went, suck it. And my mom... Like, and I'm a teenager at this point, uh -huh. like, literally grabbed me by my jersey and, like, ripped me a new one in front of Well, Degeneration X and crotch chops really did I, ruin a lot of parents and I teenagers. I know, I know, and I'm like, and my parents are, like, very Southern, and my mom's, like, a wonderful Southern Belle classy woman, so me turning around in, like, a uniform and yelling, suck it, and another woman was not... That endeared you to our audience. With, Trust with, me. Was not Trust. something I learned at Cotillion, let me tell you. And I'm I pretty sure the, so much trouble. The moms in the Carolinas may not have liked it, but our fans don't mind it one bit. Uh, did you know so what proud. Suck It was at the time? No, I just knew that, you know, no one ever blocked her, and I did, and I was like, you know, younger and just thought I was, just thought yeah. I was the knee pads. Just. And now she was 
wrestling at the time you tried out, she was already into it? She was already, so when I came back from overseas, I remember somebody saying like, oh, you look a lot like Charlotte Flair. And I was like, oh, Flair, that last name sounds familiar, but I didn't make the Because you weren't following it, so you didn't know no, who it was. I mean, you know, I, I always watch it, it's always fun, it's yeah. always entertaining, but I wasn't engaged with the sport. And, um, you know, then somebody else mentioned something, and uh, so I looked up Charlotte Flair, and I was like, oh, I wonder if they have any relation to Ashley. And then I made the connection that, that that's who that was, but she had a stint at NC State, so we had some classes together, um, and I, you know, it was just kind of funny, um, but, you know, she couldn't have been a, a nicer person. Like, I remember yeah. in public speaking class, uh, she was, you know, you know, we had, like, worked on something together, and she had wanted to play for NC State. She played for Appalachian, uh -huh. um, but was just a, a really wonderful, very nice How was know, she girl. in public speaking? Because she learned from the best. Yeah, she, uh, she was great, you know, and um, I remember... Uh, at the time, um, it was about a, a wedding from a former relationship that she had been planning, and she was talking about negotiating about, like, a cake or something, mm -hmm. and, you know, like, why she should be in charge of picking something. But I, you know, you could just see how strong she was, but um, just also how she was talking about her family and how much she wanted them to enjoy the event. So I think that's always really fun, too, to see people who are athletes and, you know, who have this, like, big you know, celebrity lifestyle, but who are just so close to their family, who care so much about their family. Um, they're special people and they've been through a lot as a family. So I think the fact that they're all still so close, that they still care so much about each other and that you see, you know, a really cool father-daughter relationship is is unique, just like Hulk Hogan with, with his daughter, Brooke. Absolutely. Jana Angel, this has been very enlightening. Thank you. Is the, is the pelvis okay? Yeah. Um, had to go through about, you know, six weeks of PT and pop it back in. So... You know. But you're doing good again. Yeah. Uh, not not going to try that again out in your new anchor job again you know, anytime they, soon. They invited me back, which was very flattering. And, um, you know, I asked them, I said, you know, would I ever actually have a chance to host? Because that's what I wanted to do was yeah. host. And they said, literally only if we chopped you in half. But we'd really love for you to <laughs> wrestle. But they did love my promo. So that was, that was that, special That's for a me. good start. But, no, I'm, I'm much, much happier on River City Live. We'll see you for Air Fryer Fridays. <laughs> Jana Angel, thanks so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thanks, for Scott. Yeah, so Jana decided, I'm going to go the TV route with no athleticism. Makes life a lot easier for her. But uh, HatcherProWrestling.com if you want to learn more about the organization. And thanks so much for joining us today on another episode of Going Ringside. Now that we are officially one year old, continue to grow every episode. Please continue to put the word out. Uh, send our YouTube link out. Uh, put our our at Going Ringside TikTok and Instagram so people know we're out here. We're putting out unique stuff. We have a big 2024 off in the horizon. Some major, major guests coming our way. We look forward to it. So we're glad you could join us. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Going Ringside. This has been Going Ringside with The Local Station. Brought to you every Wednesday on your favorite podcast player on News 4 Jax Plus as well as the News 4 Jax YouTube channel.